0: you for joining us this week on the show i have such a special conversation to share with you with georgina grace who helps people move through trauma and grief and feel more integrated more present and more authentic in their lives some really wonderful tools some aha moments in this conversation and just a recognition that wherever you are whatever state of grief or stress you might be in. You deserve a little more gentle compassion and I invite you to explore that with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world In the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with us this week for what I know is going to be a really important and deep conversation with somebody that I am thrilled to have recently been connected with, the lovely Georgina Grace. Georgina Grace, MA, is a trauma specialist and certified body-mind therapist for those touched by sudden loss, suicide, and deep grief. With a 20-plus year private practice specializing in grief and anxiety, clients access guidance of the body to navigate the ocean of emotion and discover their integrated well-being. Georgina is the author of A New Morning, Discovering the Gifts in Grief, the memoir of her journey through grief, and I am thrilled to dig in today not only on the topic of grief, but also that really vital ability that we have to to come back to our center. Georgina, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a
1: delight to be here, Susie, thank you.
0: And I love to let our listeners get an idea of who we're getting to know by sharing a little bit of your journey. What brought you to this place of focus and the mission that you have and the people that you serve?
1: I initially say that it was when Five people in my family died in less than four years. But what I really realized is that when I was four months old, my mother and I flew from Connecticut to Nebraska. And while we were there, my grandmother died of a stroke. So I have been living in grief my entire life. So it is very natural for me who has experienced sudden death by suicide, heart attack, and that anticipatory grief of someone dying of illness, to say to others, if I can do this, you can do this. And you have your unique journey. And I am simply here to companion you and to reflect to you the wisdom that's in you that truly is your guide through your grief.
0: Mm, and, and what a gift and what I know from, from some personal experience, but to hear your story and the, and the depths of the, the lessons, the experiences that have just come throughout your life, it's something that touches everyone in very different ways. It
1: does. And I'm one of those people that stepped forward, leaned in, done deep. My grieving style is not only intellectual and that it is also that intuitive heart style. So I bring that blend. And that's what makes this such a rich journey for me.
0: Beautiful. And I think too, just right off the bat, that trusting your heart to guide you, I feel like is something that people in that space feels potentially overwhelming and maybe unsafe. And so I love that that's the way that you meet people and start to help them lean into it again Mm -hmm. and trust that again. And
1: trust, that's it. So they, the process is allowing them to realize that they have the wisdom within them to navigate this horrific journey. And by truly going deep and listening to their heart, its messages, its images, its metaphors, they can trust. And get out of their mean mind. Because the mind lies, but the body tells the truth. And that's what I teach people to
0: do. The, the mean mind. I really love that. I think that's a keeper for sure. Because we get so stuck in that. Yes. The logic side or what we believe our logic should look like or what our response should look like <laughs> or what our life path should look like when life has other plans. It does. And so many people, Susie, come and say, am I doing grief right? And my
1: response to them is, this is your grief. And so you can't get it wrong.
0: Beautiful. And I I think that's such an important reminder because not only do we have our mean minds, but this perception of what's socially acceptable, what it should look like, where we should be, by what point in time, Mm -hmm. and, and all these unfair things that we hold over ourselves. And that's
1: one of the things that the Institute does. Is not sharing a new paradigm of grief? You're not broken by this loss. You're broken open like a seed to grow in self-awareness and new connection. And when we can move into grief and believe and trust the process, the fear and the feared feelings may be diminished significantly for many people.
0: Yes. I think that's so empowering to recognize that those emotions that feel like they can absolutely sweep us away are things that while they are real and they are big, we don't have to be afraid of them. That's
1: right. We can learn to navigate the ocean of emotions, Susie, regulate those emotions and really begin to recognize that emotions have a message. They're here to be our teachers and our God. And research has shown that a healthy emotion lasts only 90 seconds. So when they go on and on, there's, um, what's going on here? And it's not that anybody is doing anything wrong. It's an opportunity, once again, for more self-awareness.
0: Yes. And, and that's really helpful, I think. Thank you for pointing that out, that a healthy emotion flows. Yes. It doesn't stick around. And so it's an invitation to get curious. To- yes to explore and to dig deeper when those tenacious emotions are mm-hmm. at work. And we
1: all have all experienced them. Something happens and we're thinking about it three days later, you know, spinning it around in our heads. And it may not be related to grief, but it's, oh, I really messed up this time.
0: That kind of thing. Right. There are so many ways in which we can find to be hard on ourselves. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So I'm intrigued as, as I was learning more about you and in the tools in your toolkit. I love different tools for people. And so um, something that is new to me and I'd love to hear a little bit more about is the Rubenfeld Synergy method that you practice. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that supports your clients? Yes.
1: It's a talk touch modality that when people come in person to my office, they're fully clothed as they lie on a massage table or sit in a chair and they begin to go inside, interoception is the word, and just notice those aches or pains or sensations in their body. Focus on one of those so they recognize that and then they begin to relate to it. Does it have a color? Does it have a temperature? Does it have a texture, a size, and a shape? And these are not something we can make up. They are gifts within us. And so what this method does, it allows people to deeply listen to themselves with curiosity and humor to learn the language of the body, which is metaphor. And as a result of that, create that awareness out the center the well-being within that's always been there that then we can return to as an anchor when life hits us in the face. So I trained for four years to become a Rubinfeld synergist. And we became listening instruments. We learned to listen to ourselves, what was happening in us. And then we shuttled out with exteroception to the person in front of us. And for me, it became a lovely horizontal figure eight, that infinity symbol. So just as you and I are having this conversation right now, I'm noticing in this moment, oh, it's time to breathe, Georgina. And then I come back to you and our audience, Susie. So what I've done is been practicing this as a graduate since 2002 and when the pandemic came, took all of those years and put it into a certification program for therapists, coaches, and nurses to learn to do this online. And so people who were grieving were people who were in that state of confusion. Who am I now? I just retired. Do I have a purpose in life? Do I need to find a part-time job? You know, all those things, this method and this this program can allow people to answer the question, who am I now? So, Ruben's energy Synergy changed my life. It allowed me to get out of my mean mind and really listen to my body.
0: And that kind of work gives us such a phenomenal vocabulary it does. and opens communication that so many of us have lost because we live in this loud, chaotic world where we're getting input all the time. And then that most important line of communication just gets overwhelmed. And so what a gift to be able to help people develop that tool and help people build that connection.
1: It is a gift. And what I love about it is One doesn't have to sit for a whole hour and listen. Things come like that. And it's just so exciting to see a person come in with a face that is drawn and leave with a face that is relaxed, either online or in person. And I always ask my clients and even people that I'm meeting with, what are you leaving with as a result of our time together today? And nine times out of 10, I feel lighter. And many people say, and I feel like I'm more myself and in touch with myself. And that's just such a gift to me. Because imagine, Susie, what it would be like if people listened to themselves and came and lived and related from that place of self-awareness. That's what you're all about. That's what I'm...
0: Yes, I I (laughs) dare to dream of a world where we can... Feel safe enough to be authentic with each other. Yes. And not working through all of these unnecessary hurdles and obstacles and expectations that we place on ourselves. Yes. That we take on in the world. Mm -hmm. And when that event
1: event comes along where we feel, oh, that felt like an attack, an assault. It's an opportunity to say, okay, what in me do I need to explore? so that this can be healed. So the next time it happens, it feels different because I'm different, I've done my work.
0: Exactly, and again, that having less fear at what life might serve up because we have more faith in ourselves to Mm -hmm. live through it. Mm -hmm. Yes, the ocean of emotion. That's right, that's what it is. I'd like to know through your work that what are some tools that you find are most beneficial to help reduce and release anxiety?
1: I have created Anxiety Antidote on my YouTube channel, so there are many episodes there. The one I'd like to share today, and maybe we have time to share too, is cleansing breath. And I know there's a million different ways to breathe, but what I love about this is that as a speech-language pathologist, because that's what I did, Susie, before I became the grief therapist I am now. I've sailed retirement twice, so I'll probably keep this forever. But what I, I learned is, is that when we say to someone, take a deep breath, we've missed a step. Because when we exhale loud and long first, the inhale comes in naturally and easily. So I'd like to take the two of us through the cleansing breath. And what we're going to do is we'll exhale loudly on the count of three. And then when it seems like there's no more to exhale, we'll shift to the S sound. And then when we're completely empty, and we never are, your lungs are never completely empty. But when we can't exhale anymore from our experience, then breathing in through the nose, noticing the temperature of the air, and breathing mm-hmm. out through the mm-hmm. nose, noticing the temperature of the air. And what this does, Susie, is yes, it gets us out of our head as far as the nose on our face. And so we've kind of gotten into our body. Yahoo! So let's try it. <laughs> all right. Go so right. on the count of three one, two, three. Oh, oh, And two more breaths. I love the way you closed your eyes to go inside. What was that like for you? I'm curious what your experience was because it was very different. I'm sure.
0: A little cough and moving some things. Man, <laughs> um. Yes, it's so beautiful. Um. I'll, I'll share about the process in a moment, but the attention to the temperature of the air coming into your nose and then on the exhale is such a subtle experience that it really does, it pulls all of your attention here yes, and out of the head. Mm-hmm. Even though the focus is still here on the nose. That's right. It's, yeah, it's such a powerful shift. It is. And
1: that's that interoception. That's where we take our awareness in, enter. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for really
0: getting that. It's simple. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you are only the second person that I've ever come across. And I love the power of breath work. And I love to talk with people who use it in their practice. But, like our mutual friend, Monifa Harris, mm-hmm. it begins with the exhale. It does. And that is such a profound shift. Mm-hmm. Because we try to do breath work by beginning with an inhale without a clean slate, yes, if you will. And that exhale is such a beautiful way to, to get present to the exercise instead of kind of coming in half, half done. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and this is what you said is really profound. First of all, Monifa is the one that taught me to add the ins- exhale. So as a speech pathologist, I was always teaching little kids that couldn't say and, so it was fun for me, the snake sound. But the second thing that you said is a reflection of our culture. We are a culture of taking in without allowing ourselves to have the space to do so. And I had never thought about the power of the exhale as a metaphor for our culture. So thank you for what you just said because it was a profound teaching that I'll take from our time together. Too.
0: I think that really, that really lands with me. I'm so glad that you that you pulled that out because that that's exactly it. Our culture is this urgency to always be taking. It, it in. is, mm-hmm. and that's a comfort. Where
1: could it be? That our comfort is letting things out and then mindfully, with awareness, bringing things in.
0: Yeah. Beautiful.
1: So that's the tool today that I would invite people to take with them. And the beauty of this then is there's an adaptation to it that I learned from Suzanne Giesman. And that is as you're breathing in you and out through your nose, you bring your tongue up as if it's a forklift and you just simply lay it there on the roof of your mouth. So if we have time to do this just one or two times, okay? All right. So let's exhale together like we did. One, two, three. Yeah. Now lift your tongue up, breathe in through your nose, noticing the temperature of the air, and breathe out through your nose, noticing the temperature of the air. And that's why we keep breathing in and out of the nose. You can't do that, keep your tongue up. And one more time, mm-hmm. I love your closed eyes, cast down eyes, there we go. And I'm curious, was it a different experience this time?
0: Yes, it is. It's interesting to see how different it is. The it's like I was more present, more aware of the temperature. Ah, I was more present to the experience.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So for you, it increased that awareness. Lovely. And for some people, it immediately increases relaxation. So everyone is different, and that's why I love doing this in community. And it would be so neat to have your community comment on their experience, because then I'll take with, as I do this with the next person and group, Susie, your experience. So thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. And I hope, likewise, I hope people accept that invitation and share with us Mm -hmm. how that experience is. It's one thing to hear about, to recognize new tools and say, oh, great, I'll use that when I need it. But to go ahead and take the opportunity Mm -hmm. to check in, to give yourself that muscle memory, the experience, and too, because then as you continue to use it, you notice how it changes for you. So why not?
1: Yes. I had a client the other night show up for a session and she's an intermittent client, which is perfect. And I said, what prompted you to reach out? And she said, well, I want more tools in my toolbox. And I said, tell me more. So she described the experience that she was going through. And I said, well, before we do more tools, let's use the ones you have. And that's exactly what you said. It gives us that muscle memory because we think and that's why integration is so important. And for people to recognize, I have everything I need in this moment. I'm just
0: my call to use it. That's beautiful. I think that is something in the face of anxiety, which is just at such overwhelming proportions now. It is something that so many of us get wrapped right up in. Mm-hmm. To, with that breath, recognize, in this moment, I have the tools that I need.
1: That's right. And it may be two. And that may be enough. It may be one. And I remember my dear friend from Nebraska was having a panic attack. And she said, I can't breathe. And her husband looked at her and he said, you're great. And that's, that, that's what happens to us so often is we lose our awareness. And that's why I created this sequence, Susie. I always ask people on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high and one being low. Where's your anxiety in this moment? And the feedback I've gotten is, oh, it's not there, Georgina. And I said, great, because now you can look at this tool, see if it resonates for you. So you may embody it. And I've invited people to keep a list of tools so that then, you know, in a pinch, there it is on my phone. I oh, will do that one. Because we dissociate. We leave our body when we're in such fear. But anxiety is.
0: It. such great reminders and tips right there for people to, to keep our tools close. Yes. To not rely on, oh, I should know better right now. First tool is keep a good list of what works for you. And quantifying things is so helpful, too. Mm -hmm. You can see as you're moving through it. Yes. You can see that you're going from a nine down to a seven, a Mm -hmm. six. Even if it's still there, even if it still feels big, it's better than it was. That's right. in a better direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so obviously I I love to talk stress on the show and I like people to feel more empowered in the face of it. And obviously as people have come to you with issues of grief and other big life situations, you see people at sometimes their most stressed point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you define it or help people recognize they can? When my corporate clients come
1: and say, I am so stressed. I'll share with them my definition, which is one word, stress equals lack, lack of time, lack of energy, for many people, lack of money, lack of focus. So whenever stress comes up, it's a call for care. It's a call for awareness. Where in this moment am I feeling that I don't have enough? or I am not, I'm not doing enough. So that's my simple definition of stress,
0: Susie Black. Beautiful, beautiful. I think that's, again, we don't have to overcomplicate things. No. The simplest is the sweetest, especially when, oh, I'm feeling stressed. Like you can't, you don't feel like you can take on one more thing. Just a simple question. What am I short on? Where am I in lab? What? Will help you get to the source of it. Because so many times stress appears here yes. when the source is somewhere
1: That's else. That's exactly right. And, <laughs> and then we can say, all right, is this really true? You know, am I truly in stress? Or do I just need to learn a tool that can take me to a different vibration, a different level? of awareness that, oh, it all falls away and I can be present and then, oh, that's the, that's the tool I was looking for, that's the email I need to send, then we're right there, right. able to function instead of being paralyzed.
0: And then hard on ourselves. Absolutely. And then that mean yes. mind is, is at the wheel again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, I one of the things
1: every morning that I see for myself and the people with whom I come in contact with in the day that's stretching before me is graceful self-compassion. Because
0: we deserve that. Yes. That worthiness is such an important thing to to take in, to remove Those perceptions, those, you know, influences that have told us that we don't.
1: Because the truth is we were born worthy. We forget. And we forget for many reasons. And so this life journey is that remembering.
0: The lessons that we're here to take from this.
1: Exactly. And realize, oh, life is happening for me. Life is not happening to me. And that's a shift right yes. there that can shift that stress. Awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. And it can be it can be very difficult. It can feel impossible at times. Yes. But I think that that question helps people move from the difference from from experiencing post-traumatic stress. Yes. Getting stuck in that trauma to this beautiful opportunity that some people are able to move into in that post-traumatic growth potential, Uh where we can really see we've survived the things that have happened in our lives to this point. We're going to make it through the rest, right? (laughs) We've just added to our toolkit. (laughs) Indeed.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes.
0: So it can be difficult though. And do you have any advice or support for people how we can recognize a positive, a more positive perspective and bring ourselves back to it when we're feeling overwhelmed? Mm -hmm.
1: The, The first thing to do is to recognize how you're feeling. If you're feeling jittery, if you're feeling stressed, then that's a call for care. And if it's possible, go to the closest restroom, bathroom and wash your hands. And while you're washing your hands, you can look into the mirror and realize in this moment, I am safe. In this moment, I can feel my feet on the floor. In this moment, I can see myself and appreciate my awareness to deepen my connection. And then it's from this place of connection where we can recognize our power, and that may come down the road later, but, but to just be in that moment and see yourself in appreciation. I had a client come into my office the other day whose aging has a big birthday coming up and whose uh, partner would say, are you feeling love in this moment? And this person said, that was too much, that's too much to hear. And I said, oh, what about the word appreciation? Are you able to appreciate yourself in this moment? So then we have appreciation and then we have gratitude and then we have love, you know? But that's, that would be my invitation. Now, when you're in your car and you're overwhelmed, then you get to come back to the steering wheel and notice, are your hands up here? at 1 and 11, and can you bring them down to 4 and 7 with the cleansing breath and come back into your body as a result? And I am imagine mm. there's many people watching that are on the subway that don't even have a car. And I, I'm from the Midwest, so I always have a car. <laughs> but for those people, then, it's an opportunity to feel your feet. And simply notice your feet wherever you are. And in this moment, here's, here's tool number two that I can share if we have time. And that is Absolutely. to bring your awareness to your feet. And you may either close your eyes or cast them down. And simply notice if one of your feet feels bigger, longer, wider, heavier than the other. And 95 to 99% of the time, there is one. If you're in balance, celebrate that by feeling your balanced feet. If not, come up on the toes of that foot that feels heavier. And then begin to move your heel side to side very, very slowly like a windshield wiper. There's nothing to fix. All you're doing is moving gently. And then you can begin to notice how far out can I feel this movement? Do I feel it in my toes, my heel, my ankle, my calf, my knee, my thigh, my hip? And then gently put your foot down and notice what's happened if there's been a shift. And then once again, you're ready now. You're present to yourself and resourced now and can move forward if the other foot doesn't say, I want my turn.
0: (laughs) Because when you're tuning in for the messages, you're asking for them, right? They want to be heard. Exactly. (laughs) And you know, how
1: many times are you on your toes during the day? How many times does his foot feel heavy because you've dug in your heels? Or how many (laughs) times does his foot feel heavy and it feels like it's falling over because you're on the edge. So those are just some of the metaphors that are evident before even going deep.
0: And again, a a very simple practice and one that goes to a level that I haven't taken it before and it just opens up a whole new opportunity for that inquiry with our body. It does. Why, right? Mm -hmm. Why does it feel bigger? Why does it feel unbalanced not simply can you feel the floor beneath your feet which for some people is a start we've got to start somewhere but to take that curiosity yes Uh uh-huh oh I love that Uh
1: and I love the fact that you're so into
0: marvelous
1: that's so wonderful Susie
0: it's a journey it always is right we we keep moving along that Mm -hmm. exploration exactly Now, I would love to hear more about a gift that you have available for our listeners on the show. So share with us how uh, people can use these cards that you have created. So
1: these are the 12 truths of grieving. And you may print them out. Yes, this is an old-fashioned method. You may print the cards out, and then you may simply use them as guidance. You may fan them out face down, Notice as you then um, move your hand across and you may be drawn to one card. And if not, just simply hold one, trusting the right one will come into your hand. And then as you look at this card, then it can become a guide for the day, for the week, or for the month. That's why there are 12. And they're body-mind tools. They are awarenesses about grief. What is the real truth about grief? And I wish I would have had these, Susie, when I was in deep grief, in raw grief and fragile grief that went on for some time before I got to Jen. So those are the gifts. And because there's so many body-mind processes in them, even if you feel like I'm not in grief, I would invite you to reconsider because we're all in global grief right now. We're in chaos. Um, print them anyway or look at them and see if it's something you want to do and then allow maybe the ones that resonate with you to become your fan maybe it's six maybe it's three whatever works for you you're creative, and you will know
0: beautiful beautiful I love that I will accept that invitation I hope our listeners will as well me too and just as you were kind of explaining your own experience and the different shades of grief you know just just in passing but that raw grief moving towards a gentle grief and of course it's not a linear journey every no. day no hours within the day nice. it's different but it's it's lovely also i find just just in that little sharing that you that you shared with us to to be able to identify right to check in with ourselves to be able to say, this is what this feels like today. This is what I'm carrying today. Yes. And one of the things
1: we say at the Institute is
0: what state of
1: grief are you in? Not stages, but what Mm -hmm. state are you in? And then that again, brings us into awareness. So thanks for picking Shoot up on that, Susie.
0: I wish we had more time to go deeper, but I, we have the resource available for our audience so they can connect with you. Yes. And continue to learn these beautiful, brilliant insights that you share. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we didn't have a chance to share or anything that you'd like to leave our audience with? Just today?
1: be aware that stress is not negative. It's our reaction to it instead of our response to it that is more on the negative side. And I'm saying, yes, you've got to feel your feelings. Yes, you've got to realize this is awful. And within me are the tools the awareness, the resources to move through and beyond this condition.
0: So lovely. It's so true. Cultivating a response, recognizing that we have the power to respond yes. rather than that immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. And to your point too, I mean, we are all, whether or not we think we deserve to, to be present to what state of grief we are in, we are all... In different states of global grief, anyone who is in this experience. Mm-hmm. So, we all deserve more grace and compassion for ourselves yes. in that regard.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautifully grace said. Thank you. Yes.
0: Oh, well. Georgina, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. I'm so, I feel so blessed that we were brought together and we could share this with the audience. I look forward to hearing their experience mm-hmm. as well and what tools they're adding to their toolbox. Yes. I appreciate you and the work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you for the invitation. It has been such a delight.
0: Take good care of yourself. You too. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring. So please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.